0: Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s in New York City, and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. So this episode is called Frances Farmer Will Have Her Revenge, not quite on Seattle, as written by Kurt Cobain, but Kurt Cobain and Nirvana... In 1993 have a hell of a lot to do with this particular podcast. Now, I asked today earlier on social media, TikTok and Instagram, if I should tell the traumatic elementary school story, or I said grammar school. That's another word I use sometimes. That's a little old-fashioned. Or should I go with the traumatic high school story? Now, I thought about it, because no one really answered, so I guess that means it's open, and I mean, if I tell one, I'm definitely going to tell the other at some point, right? So, I went with the high school story, since I was just talking about underrated songs of the 90s, and I had mentioned Nirvana a couple of times. So, okay. 1993 was the year that I became a junior in high school. And I was in this Catholic school called Blessed Sacrament, St. Gabriel. Now, this was just a few months. Kurt Cobain died April 5th, 1994, which was just about a month or so before my high school graduation so wait a second yeah i was a junior 92 to 93 and a senior 93 to 94. so this takes place i guess the story really starts around 1992. guys this was a long time ago and there's a lot that's happened in between (laughs) All right, so I'm establishing this started in about 1992, like, serious. But in 1990, when I started high school, it was a Catholic school, Blessed Sacrament, St. Gabriel, located in New Rochelle, New York, in Westchester County. And we had to wear uniforms, the girls had to wear skirts that were either blue, like light blue, for the summer with a short sleeve button-down white shirt, or no plaid but a solid black or solid gray wool skirt with a red red seriously bright red V-neck sweater and embroidered on it it said blessed sacrament saint gabriel or you had one of those potsy sweaters from happy days the um they were like I don't know, it had like the, the white lines down the side and the buttons, like the cardigan with pockets. So that was our uniform, always with a white button down shirt. And I don't know what the point of doing that is in the Catholic schools to get everyone to like wear the same thing, except to just spend an exorbitant amount of money on really ugly clothes. So when I got to this school, pretty much you know you didn't have individuality except for like your hair or your makeup or maybe your jewelry so what happened was you know you meet these boys and the girls are meeting the boys and everyone's hormones are going so you know i guess everyone's trying to find their high school sweetheart so for a few months when i was 14 years old i dated a boy that lived in my city in mount vernon but I hated his guts that's a whole other story for another time but by the time I got to about 10th grade so definitely 1992 there was this boy and I will change the names to protect the guilty I'll just call him T this boy T and T was very very into me he really liked me a lot and i was not that crazy about him and dude if you ever listen to this you're gonna hear the truth now i've been carrying this around for 28 29 years 30 years really because it started in 1992 and it really hurt me and it really affected me terribly So 1992, this boy T, he likes me. I'm in 10th grade. I don't want anything to do with anything. I just want to enjoy myself. But by 11th grade, he's really, like, on me. Like, really just, like, bothering me. And, you know, when you you say no to someone, they should really just respect it. But boys back in the 80s and the 90s, they took it as a challenge. A challenge. So I give in, it's like Christmas and out of nowhere, he shows up at my house and rings my parents' doorbell, like in the building that, that we lived in, or they still live in actually it's for, they've been there for like 35 years and he comes up the stairs with like some gift. And I honestly don't remember what the gift was, but I was like, oh, all right. And it was more like, you know, please go out with me, please go out with me, please go out with me. (sighs) So I did. And within that first month was my birthday. So my birthday is in the beginning of February. It's February 5th. So I was just turning 18, maybe? No, 17? God, one of those two and I get delivered to the school all these long stem red roses and a balloon from him. And I'm already like kind of embarrassed. Like I didn't want this big fanfare. And i already had had a lot of trouble in the school with people just not liking me for certain reasons and one of those reasons unbeknownst to me until literally 25 years later was that my picture so my face was on the flyer as the advertisement for the school i did not know that that I would even even went out my mother had taken it and like stuck it in a yearbook I I really had no idea or like I knew and I forgot so that like caused some friction there was a lot of friction in in a school where all the girls had to look the same it was difficult so I'm dating this boy T and he sends these roses and balloons to the school and honestly I'm just like mortified like I didn't want all of this attention And then, because it's the early 90s and we're coming off the Guido days, everyone used to have double heart rings or double name plates. Now, let me explain what this was. So, all the Italians in the tri-state area, particularly the New York City area, parts of New Jersey, and probably some parts of Connecticut, who knows, though, what these guys would do when they were dating someone in high school now, mind you, would go to a jeweler and they would get a nameplate. So think of like Sex in the City, how Carrie had the nameplate that said Carrie and she had that in the early aughts. But that was made popular by the guidos back in the 80s and the 90s. You had your nameplate I asked for one when I was 12. I got one when I was 16. I think my mother still has it somewhere. I'm going to have to dig it out. But what these guys would do is they would go to the jeweler and they would get a double nameplate. So let's say it would say Mary and Joseph. Yes, I just pulled those names out the Bible. But the Mary and the Joseph would also have like a separate jewelry plate on top of it that would have some diamonds in it with diamond and ruby hearts most of the time if it was like really extravagant or you would get a ring with two hearts on it with the initials carved in and some diamond chips and that's what I was given for this birthday and I freaked out I didn't want it So I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We got to slow down. So he thought, like, that meant I broke up with him. And what did he do? But he went and he fooled around with, like, someone I considered to be my best friend. And I was really mad at her. But I was really more mad at him because, honestly, fries before guys. But really, what? What the hell? So what that did was it made me even more anorexic, like kicked in my eating disorder to the point where I think I weighed about 80 pounds in high school because I couldn't eat. And I remember my skin was really like yellow and jaundiced and I just wasn't taking in information and I had just really checked out of school at that point. So I got over it with with my friend because I was like, I don't know what this guy is doing. It was like all of a sudden, you know, he, he got to date me and then he did something that I needed some space for and then he just acted like a giant jerk. So now... The one thing that I really did like in high school, besides the fact that I did convince them to let me take art class half the day my senior year, was the fact that we had a music and drama club. And I'm still, the only people I'm really friends with from high school are the people that stuck with me through that music and drama club, and they're some of the best people that I know. Everyone else from high school can go scratch something, ugh, but... How I felt about this music and drama was that was my tribe in school. That was like my tribe of, you know, musical theater people that loved to perform. And the other good thing about high school was in my sophomore year, I got to go on a trip to Italy and Switzerland. And that was fantastic. But after this incident happened, I really checked out. And I couldn't even enjoy my music and drama because these freshmen had joined So, after T had worked his way through myself and then my friend, he went on to this freshman girl who he told a bunch of lies about me. We happened to live in the same city and he lived in one of the boroughs, so she lived in Mount Vernon with me, he lived in the Bronx. And I was walking to a store one day, and there she was with all of her friends dating my ex. But she came up to me and she pulled my hair. So I turned around and I swung at her and I slapped her right in her stupid face. To which she said, I started the fight, but I would never touch someone first. And why would I swing around if I wasn't pulled in that direction? And why was she close enough for me to make contact with her stupid face? And honestly, girl, after I tell people this, I just want to say that if you ever do hear this and you remember this, I really hope that you paid for what you did because I'm still injured. So she tried to run away after I slapped her, but her friends like try to surround me and they were trying to like hit at me and swing at me. But you really can't unless you're catching me off guard like she did with pulling my hair. So, um... She came out of nowhere and with her steel-toed Doc Martin boot kicked me in the knee and really injured it like it's still injured to this day. So I went to the school, but of course the school refused to kick her out because it didn't happen on school property. So that's when I really, really checked out of high school, but then I'm like, oh man, now I look like a loser, right? Because we're Gen Xers. You don't cry. You don't, like, all I said was, ow, my knee. And I got made fun of saying, ow, my knee, after getting violently kicked in the knee from some little assholes, who after that were really scared of me because all I did was turn around and date the guy again. Like, I stole him back from the little bitch that kicked me in the knee. I did not want to date him again. I hated his guts. I honestly, to this day, he still makes me sick. And I'll get more into that. So what I did was I stole him back, I dated him until we graduated and then we both went away to school. Now I'm not gonna say what school he went to, but it was a military school and he went AWOL from it because he quote, missed me so much after I broke up with him and had some sort of weird breakdown. And he went and they put him in the hospital and they gave him x-rays and he had his room key around him, but they thought that he swallowed a key. So he was driving me completely insane, calling my house, calling my dorm room. He came to my dorm room one night, like accusing me of cheating on him, which is why I broke up with him. But really, I was just mad about the whole knee thing and having to date him because I felt like that was the only way to protect myself and kind of get my status back in the school as like not a dipshit who got hurt by some little freshman because her ex-boyfriend told lies about her. and. Got her hurt and girls don't ever hurt another girl over a guy the guy will never be worth it ever let me continue to explain why so he would show up at my dorm room and all i wanted to do in college literally was eat pizza and chinese food and just like make friends which i had a really hard time doing and you can hear about that in Probably my first season that time I tried college when I speak to my friend Lisa Albie Perry, my only friend from my one college year. She's a fantastic person. So what happened was I ordered pizza and the dorm that we lived in, someone would always man the front desk. And then there was like a phone with a loudspeaker and they would announce your name to come down to the front desk, whether you had a visitor or you were getting a food delivery, whatever it was. So I go downstairs to get my pizza and we knew the pizza delivery guy. It was like the same dude because back in the 90s, dudes delivered pizza for like 10 years. Like that was your weekend job. You knew your people. You knew your route. You knew who you were going to see. You were friends. So he snuck in. He waited outside the gate because the gate had an arm because it was a women's college. So there was pretty good security there. He waited for the arm to come up and he piggybacked off the pizza guy and then jumped out of the car and accused me of cheating on on him with the pizza guy. I had him kicked off the campus. I said, please don't let him back. This was really getting nuts. Somehow again, he convinced a different security guard to let him in. And then he went to the front desk and pleaded with the girl to call me down the stairs for no reason. So I said, come down the stairs. And she just looked at me. She said, I'm sorry. I don't even remember her name. I'm like, sorry, what? And he like steps out from behind a door and he gets on his knees and he crawls over to me on his knees and he's got his hands, his arms wrapped around my legs crying. I was like, this is it. I am done. Go away. And then over the, what was it? Thanksgiving break. We had caller ID. That's all you had at the time. And I could see just the 718 phone number coming up over and over and over until he finally gave up. And then by the spring, he had begged me to go to the limelight with him. Just for old time's sake. So honestly, I went just to, like, get in for free. Literally, I was like, You're paying for everything. The X, yeah, you guys, I did that that night. I dropped some X at the limelight, big friggin' surprise. And um, it was great because he didn't bother me the whole damn night. Then, about 15 years after the graduation, we had a reunion and I was just getting divorced. So he was like, I'll pick you up, which was really weird because we went to school in New Rochelle and the reunion was in the Bronx where he used to live. And I lived in New Rochelle with my now ugh, whatever he was, the horrible ex person. And the ex from high school picked me up and we drove down the same road going to this reunion. And I'm like, why am I doing this? This is the stupidest thing I ever did. And I'm like, no, no, maybe he changed as a person. No, he did not. Oh my God. He was like even worse. He was just rude all night, such a jerk. I was like, I'm ready to go. And he was like, take a cab. I ended up taking like a $30 cab home that night. It was so rude. And then after that, he kept fighting with me on social media. And here's the funniest thing. He fought with me because I had said something about the 27 Club and I was mentioning everyone in it. And i spoke about janice joplin and amy winehouse and then it proved to me that he was just the misogynist that i never had words for back in the day but he went off on how dare i compare amy winehouse and janice joplin to jim morrison and jimmy hendrix and kurt cobain and i'm like Well, I'm not comparing any of them as musicians because they're all great in their own right. What the comparison is that they all passed at the age of 27. And it was just weird. Like he seriously used to accuse me of like cheating on him all the time. And these are not like normal things that high school kids should be going through. I remember this one time, there was this huge party out in a field in the Bronx. And I knew the people who threw it. They had older brothers. They did this for years and years and years. And this one year, he and I showed up with Melinda. And I don't exactly remember what happened, but he picked a fight with me and he grabbed me by my arm and he threw me in the car and he took off, leaving Melinda at this party, you guys, for like an hour and a half by herself not knowing anyone. So I've been waiting like 28 years to get this crap off my chest. And finally, I just took him off of my social medias because who the hell needs that kind of shit in their life? So here's the spiritual journey and here's some advice. And here's the lesson that I did learn. If you say no to a guy in high school and he keeps pursuing and pursuing and pursuing you, he does not respect you and do not date him. Honestly, don't even date in high school if you could help it. Figure out who you are and concentrate on yourself and your studies like I should have. Don't go worrying about what some people think, what some guy thinks, how they feel in high school. You got plenty of time for that when you're older. Establish yourself. And dude, I know that we, are, we were on a timeline. Like someone put a timeline of... Of our school and like these significant things that happened and it said T and roseanne's romance began i don't even remember when it was like i said 1992 1993 it was that significant even in the school which is weird but it was that significant to me because i felt the need to a break up with someone that made me feel uncomfortable but b the need to go out with him again in order to somehow weirdly protect myself from further damage and harm. Because this man actually had someone inflict physical damage on me. I got Jeff galooly We actually used to joke about it and say that I was Nancy Kerrigan. And he, oh my God, it was so crazy. It was, what what was her name? Harding, Tanya Harding and Jeff Galooly. And this is what we joked as. And then we used to joke that he had an eyebrow scar like dylan mckay on 90210 when he was treating me and my best friend like we were brenda and kelly like literally this part of my life was ridiculously soap opera like and i had to protect myself in the 90s in a catholic school uniform it was insane and I felt like I had no backup, and like I said, I had checked out. And weirdly, somehow, I won two awards at school. I won a $1,000 scholarship for acting, and I got won some, like, school service award. So anyway, thank you for paying attention to this traumatic experience on the spiritual journey. This has been another episode of Messy Closet. I am Roseanne Carlo. Don't forget to keep art and keep love alive.